In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Here are three misconceptions, three myths of courage that I unpacked. The first one is this. I don't know if you know this, but in the Bible, courage is not a spiritual gift. It's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who was actually in the arena, whose face is marked by dust and sweat and blood. From Men in the Arena, it's Equipping Men in 10. Our conviction is to call you into the arena of manhood, call you out of the faceless, nameless bleachers, and call you up to be the best version of you. Because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we we salute salute you. you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Men in the Arena podcast. I'm Jim Ramos, and this is Equipping Men in 10. I'm here with my co-host and producer, Dale Culver. How you doing, man? I'm doing awesome. Hey, man, I'm excited to be in August and uh, finished up our writing month of July and had some great uh, writing opportunities and some great ideas for the future. And I'm really excited about this book I just finished that's being edited right now, Guts and Manhood, for Irrefutable Attributes of Courage. So super excited about that. We're going to be offering that free as a download only in the month of September. And then that book is going to go to print and we're going to be selling that book. But we, you know, we're not about anything but helping you to become your best version. And for those of you who may not be able to afford the book, uh, we just really want to help you out. Or you don't want to get a physical book, you like an online book, we want to help you out. So uh, that's what's going on, and we're excited to get, offer that to you guys when you go check out our website, which you probably should do anyway. We have a ton of free resources that are that will really bless you and help you on the journey to becoming your best version. So, Dale, you got a man law before we jump into this uh, podcast? Yes, I do. And uh, this is something my wife taught me early on in our marriage, and that is if you're married, you need strong couple relationships, not just man relationships, Mm. but you need couple relationships. So you need to seek those out. I think of uh, you guys with Beth and Dean Yoder and uh, other couples like that. I have a few different uh, couples that Heather and I hang out with now, but there was a time early in our marriage where I'm hanging out with buddies that were single guys, and they're not helping me become a better husband. Yeah, you're right, because they don't think about that. No, I'm thinking about we got Come our on, bro dude. Dale. Let's go play. Yeah, you need to have couples. You have to have couples in your life that will sharpen the marriage and and that have an equal investment in your success as a married couple. And so that's really good, man. I really do appreciate that reminder. And that's one of the things that Shanna has said to me over the years. I just want to have couples that we hang out with, right? So, right. well, you have these seasons that are drier than others. And uh, <clears throat> that happens. And so we're in a great season right now with rich couple relationships. I think that's really, really important. And so, hey, I want to unpack 
some more uh, from my book, uh, Guts and Courage. There's some things there I think are really appropriate for guys, and I don't want to wait for a guy to read it. I realize a lot of guys don't read. They're driving to work. <clears throat> They're like, just tell me the dang book, man. So I want to give you a couple things, and uh, I want to talk to you about myths of courage. One of the things I discovered from this book was it deconstructed many of the things I had thought previously about courage. And so we operate under these myths a lot of time. Uh, a myth is uh, defined by uh, Google as a traditional or legendary story, usually concerning some hero or event with or without a determinable basis of fact or a natural explanation that explains some practice right or phenomenon of nature. So the funny part is I had to laugh because... We like to say that every man in the arena is a hero. He's a hero in his story. He's a hero to his family. Yes, I understand Jesus is the ultimate hero. But every but Jesus has called men to be the hero of their communities, the hero in their story. He's empowered men, and he said, men, get on that platform and let me make you that hero. And so what I've realized is there are a lot of myths out there in my book, Strong Men, Dangerous Times, which I'm really, really excited about this book as well. Uh, we list several myths of manhood. So let me unpack these myths of manhood first. First of all, manhood is not uh, uh, defined by your job or title. So who you are is not what you do. Man- manhood myth number two is that man- uh, a man is not his financial portfolio. I cannot tell you how many horror stories I've seen. I've got one right now. I'm living with a, a rich man and uh, who has made some horrible, horrible decisions uh, and acted like a male. And uh, money does not make you a man, it, you know. And if that's the case, then Jesus wouldn't have been a man because Jesus said in Matthew eight twenty, "The Son of Man has no place to lay his head." Mm-hmm. He was supported by uh, women and other people around him that gave financially to his ministry. He lived at a house of a friend who we don't know the name of that friend, but he lived at this house in Capernaum, and uh, he didn't have a place to lay his head. Thirdly, a man is not his talents or abilities. Just because uh, you have the metrics to be an NFL player, uh, which we've seen lately, uh, some very childish behavior coming out of the NFL, in my opinion, and I won't get into that because I I will go on a rant, but just because God has given you exceptional ability does not make you a man. It's how you handle that ability, which leads me to the next thing. Manhood myth number four is that man is not about chronology. It's not about how old you are. I've seen many, many men in the 60s, 70s, 80s who are chronic children. Fifth, it's not your anatomy. Just because you can stand up and write your name in the snow, you know, just because you have hair under your armpits does not make you a man. Just because you have a penis does not make you a man. That makes you a male. You are a male by birth. You are a man by choice. And lastly, looking like a man does not make you a man. Driving a big truck, wearing a flannel shirt, wearing work boots, wearing car hearts, whatever, does not make you a man. Men come in many shapes, many sizes, many colors. Men have many interests, many hobbies. Men are a myriad of different things, but the bottom line is a man is as a man does, not as a man appears. Manhood is function over form. So those are some myths of manhood. Here are three misconceptions, three myths of courage that I unpacked. The first one is this. I don't know if you know this, but in the Bible, courage is not a spiritual gift. 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 30, 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 39, Romans 12, verses 1 through 8 are three sections in the Bible that deal specifically with spiritual gifts. 
and never does courage get mentioned as a spiritual gift. There are 20 to 26 spiritual gifts, uh, depending on the, the church affiliation that you have. Courage is not one of them. Let me rephrase that. God, this. let me rephrase that. God does not give courage in the Bible. What? God does not give courage in the Bible. You will not find one reference in the Bible where God gives a man courage. God commands a man to take it, to hold it, to grab it, to find it, to gather it. But he never asks, he never gives it as any kind of gift. Myth number two about courage. Courage is not a fruit of the Spirit. Now, this is much simpler to explain because we have very limited amount of verses that speak about the fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians 5, 22 and 23, Paul lists nine. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Nine fruits of the Spirit. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 8, Paul lists two more potential fruits of the Spirit, adding righteousness and truth to the list. So I'm a person of righteousness. I'm a person of truth. In fact, if you look at the 238 times the word fruit is mentioned in the New American Standard, fruits of the Spirit is only mentioned one other time, and it's in Romans chapter 8, 23, which says, But also we ourselves, having the first fruits of the Spirit, even we ourselves grown within ourselves, waiting eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our body. So when you look at this, you realize very clearly it's not a courage is not a spiritual gift, and it is not a fruit of the spirit. In fact, in all of his teachings, you would think that Jesus would have something to say on the subject, especially since he spoke about fruit often. Do you know that Jesus used fruit as an illustration more times than he ever talked about courage? In fact, Jesus never even attempted to define courage. Jesus never used the word. Here's why. I believe because courage was a non-issue for Jesus because it just was who he was. Mm. But it is not a fruit of the Spirit. The third thing I want to share with you guys is this, and you may not know this. Hopefully you do. Courage is not one of the Ten Commandments. <laughs> Nowhere in Exodus chapter 20, verses 1 through 17, does God ever command us to be courageous. It is not there. It just is not there. It just isn't there. You know, the Bible says in Matthew 26, verses 30 to 40, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. This is the greatest of the commandments. And I think this is, I think courage is vital to our faith to do those things, but it is not the commandment. Courage is not the end of all things. It is the means by which we get to the end. Before Paul was beheaded for his faith, he issued a warning to all of you guys that follow Jesus. He said in 2 Timothy 3.12, Indeed, all who desire to live a godly life will be persecuted. You need courage because you're going to get persecuted. There's something much deeper going on here, guys. And I just want you to realize that you just can't puff up your chest, get some big muscles, 
walk, drive a truck and say, I'm a man of courage. It's something much deeper. It's not a spiritual gift. It's not a fruit of the Spirit. It's not a commandment. It is something in the Bible that God asks you to lay claim to. You need to take it. I want to unpack so much more for you guys, but you got to go get my book. It'll be available online on our website, menarena.org, all month of September. Man, I think this book will really, really help you to become your best version. Let us help you get there. Dale, what's next, my man? Yeah, thanks for that, Jim. So be sure to go over there to menarena.org and sign up to get your free download of Jim's newest book. And again, that's just for the month of September. Then you got to order it, and that's guts and glory. So until next time, fill the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man. Equipping men in 10 from Men in the Arena. If you hunger to be your best version, join us with thousands of men from around the world in one of our Men in the Arena forums. Join the forums on either Facebook or on the website at meninthearena.org. While you're on our website, remember to pick up your free electronic version of Jim's bathroom book for men, The Field Guide. Thank you for listening to this episode of Equipping Men in 10 from Men in the Arena. Remember, when a man gets it, everyone wins. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men from around the world and find out the type of dad you are.